Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're joined uh, once again by our good friend, former Ukrainian ambassador, Oleksandr Sherba, and uh, he's the author as well of Ukraine versus Darkness. Oleksandr, how are you? How are things in Ukraine today? How would you describe your country today? Well, it was a very special day today. Today is 500th uh, day of this horrific war. Uh, today is the uh, 50th birthday of the general that is admired and adored uh, throughout the country, General Zaluzhny, our commander-in-chief, uh, who is basically, um, well, he is the leader of our army in this war. And today, uh, President Zelensky probably because it's 500th day, uh, he wanted to do something something symbolic. He visited this uh, legendary uh, Snake Island or Serpent Island in Black Sea, and uh, uh, today tonight uh, the a number of field commanders uh, that were captured by Russia in uh, uh, Mariupol and spent some time in Turkey are returning back as heroes to Ukraine. So it's a very special day. It is a very special day. And Snake Island, for the listeners who may not be aware, is where the Ukrainian border guards were confronted by the uh, Russian battleship. And uh, the battleship uh, commander ordered them to to uh, surrender. And they told the battleship commander what he could do. And uh, were they all killed, um, Alexander, or did some of them survive? No, actually, uh, Russians were trying to use it for propaganda purposes. After all, they they have been uh, heavily uh, shelled by the Russian, uh, you know, this warship, and a number of them died. A number of them uh, were uh, did get captured by the Russians. After all, uh, but this uh, <laughs> phrase that they coined in I think it was the first or second day of the war. It became the became the uh, slogan of Ukrainian army and Ukrainian nation. Um, so uh, uh, the Russian propaganda failed once again. Yes, and that battle cruiser was ultimately sunk. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, it was. And it was sunk uh, symbolically on the day when uh, Ukrainian Post uh, uh, issued uh, a postal mark with this same phrase that was uh, coined by uh, these uh, brave Ukrainian uh, Marines. So there are so many, you know, symbolic things about this. But of course, this uh, Moscow warship is uh, on the bottom uh, of Black Sea where it belongs. Where it belongs. And I would imagine most of our listeners can probably imagine what the phrase was. Now, if you look back to the very beginnings of that, uh, of the Russian invasion, Alexander, and the common thought was... Oh, the Russians will be in Kiev in three days, maybe four, no more than that. What were your expectations at that time? 500 days ago, what was your expectation? Uh, well, on the night uh, before uh, this invasion, uh, I was given an interview, I think, to BBC. And stupidly enough, I was saying I don't believe uh, because uh, in this uh, that he would uh, dare it because it would be uh, the most unpopular war in Russian's history because it would be a war between people who have relatives on both sides, who have the same first and last names, 
and I was wrong on both both counts. Uh, he did there this uh, to start start this uh, unwinnable war because Ukraine cannot be uh, conquered. Ukraine can can only be killed and and, 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 and annihilated. And second of all, unfortunately, it's still rather popular war in Russia, and it's still incomprehensible for me. How can Russia feel that way? Yeah, 500 days. Just think about that, folks, 500 days. You think about Ukraine and Ukrainian cities. They're very much like, or were, very much like Canadian cities are today. The way of life, very very similar. So as you look down the street, whether you're in a residential area or a commercial area, that's the way Ukrainian cities looked prior to Putin's invasion. Some of them still look largely that way. Others have been completely razed to the ground. Um, again, let me take you back to the beginning, Alexander. You're very familiar with what goes on in diplomatic circles. You were a Ukrainian ambassador to Austria, part of the diplomatic mission to the United States, and an ambassador at large in 2014 after the first Russian invasion. Did you have a sense, were you optimistic that the West, the NATO countries, would stand up and provide to Ukraine as much military material as they have. Were you confident that would happen? No, I wasn't. I wasn't confident because uh, uh, when uh, after the annexation of Crimea, the United States and the West uh, showed weakness and showed basically um that uh, it's ready to forgive uh, russia quite a lot and uh, i wasn't sure whether it would be the case once again but i was uh, very my my hope was very and optimism was very reinforced after a meeting with ukrainian veteran that they had a couple of days before the invasion he said let them let them start let them uh try it uh, they will. They won't see the end of it. And asked why, and he said, "You know what? I was uh, a veteran. I was. I was in the first part of this war in 2014-15 uh, when the uh, military, uh, you know, combat uh, was was very active in Ukraine's east." Uh, and he says, "We there are around 150,000, 200,000 people like me in this country, people with experience." People who are looking forward uh, to uh, beat them and to uh, liberate our land, and it's not a small number, two hundred thousand people. He said, uh, uh, "Once uh, this whole thing starts, I know where to go. I know where my weapons, my 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 arms are. Uh, I know where we meet with our comrades, and we know uh, what to do every step of the day of the way. We are ready." And this meeting gave me really, you know, confidence that there are these courageous, uh, great, uh, able uh, soldiers in Ukraine that can surprise the world. And uh, this is what we saw in the weeks afterwards. Uh, they really surprised the world with their courage. And in the weeks afterwards, Ukraine essentially fought on its own, right? I mean, there were javelin uh, anti-tank um Missiles or what do they call them? Uh, Anti-tank weapons. Javelin. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they were they were they were issued to uh, or brought to the Ukrainian large numbers, but you didn't have anywhere near the weaponry you have now, and you're facing the might of the full Russian army and the Ukrainian military 
pushed them back. The Russians got to within, what, 30, 40 kilometers of Kiev with this massive convoy, and we saw the, uh, the video evidence of it, and then it stalled. And it stalled because your military stalled them by blowing them up, and uh, they lost their stomach for the fight. Absolutely. The, uh, first of all, they were 20 kilometers from Kiev. They were very, very 20 kilometers from Kiev downtown, so they were very, very close. Uh, and uh, the good thing about them is that they were absolutely uh, not ready to face Ukrainian resistance. They were, you know, uh, they, had, they have this imperial hubris. They are the empire, and we are just the uh, country folk who won't be able to fight. We are just like, you know, like in this movie, Braveheart, we are the uh, villagers, and they are the empire. And uh, it turned out the uh, quote-unquote villagers uh, could uh, kick their butts big time. Yeah, you did. And you still are. So day 500, uh, Alexander, and you've got the Russians. You've got them stopped. And you're taking territory back that belongs to you. How well is the counteroffensive going? And I understand that Germany has committed to uh, another shipment, a large shipment of battle tanks. Well, these last couple of weeks, you know, uh, it was the testament to this uh, well-known truth that uh, war is um, 90% hard work. And um, this was the hard work of Ukrainian troops, you know, uh, regaining control of our territory one meter at a time, one kilometer at a time. There have been reports about progress on this and that direction. But uh, no big uh, gains like uh, we knew them and we saw them uh, last September. Uh, nevertheless, uh, we are absolutely uh, confident that uh, the momentum is on our side. And we, once we get these uh, cluster munitions, for instance, we won't uh, do it like Russians who use them against uh, uh, our cities like Kharkiv, we know how uh, Kharkiv was uh, bombarded with cluster munitions. We will use them on the Russians' positions. Russians had, unfortunately, plenty of time to get ready for this counteroffensive. So this couple of two, these two, two last weeks uh, weren't uh, um, uh, very, uh, you know, uh, uh, reach with uh, good positive news uh, from Ukraine. The very couple of you know this and that video about Ukraine about Russian trenches being captured and uh, uh, Russian munitions being captured by our troops. And there have been uh, some videos on the Russian side about you know Ukrainian uh, tanks uh, or being hit uh, by uh, their kamikaze drones. Therefore, you know this decision by Germany to give more. Tanks is, of course, very timely. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a video that you posted of a Russian munitions depot that was hit by uh, HIMARS uh, rockets from yeah. Ukraine. And it was quite the light show. I mean, it was, uh, it was like a Fourth of July fireworks show, except it was, wasn't really a fireworks show. It was fireworks, but it wasn't a show. Uh, take us inside. You understand the halls of power extremely well. And I'm sure that you have a good idea of what's going on inside the Kremlin, particularly after Prigozhin and the Wagner group came to within 200 kilometers of Moscow, really, just days ago. 
Is Putin in serious difficulty still inside Russia? Well, judging from the number of uh, uh, videos of Putin with uh, hugging babies and kissing uh, uh, some grandmas uh, that is being feverishly published by produced by Russian propaganda, there there is really you know the feeling of uh, his uh, popularity in need of you know some patch up job. Um, uh, uh, I think that uh, he has been humiliated. He, may, he has been humiliating, humiliated greatly. Um, he, it, he has been humiliated today, for instance, when uh, uh, despite uh, allegedly uh, some agreements between uh, Russia and Turkey, these Ukrainian field commanders have been released uh, for Ukraine. So... Um, there is this feeling of uh, uncertainty there in Moscow. The good news for uh, Putin is, of course, that uh, the big majority of Russians, even uh, despite the fact that they are disappointed with their beloved Führer personally, um, they are still very inactive and very passive. Okay. But I found out uh, a few weeks ago, I wasn't sure about this. Uh, I'd read something about it, but I understand that there are actual Russian military units or members of, former members of military units, Russians, who are fighting alongside Ukraine. That they are actually, they've crossed the border into Russia and they're fighting alongside your your Ukrainian troops. Is that true? Yes, it's called uh, uh, Russian Volunteers Corps. Uh, and they have been entering um, uh, Russian territory near Belgorod. They have captured a couple of uh, small towns in that area, Um, but then uh, pulled back to Ukraine. And uh, as uh, it happens uh, today, they announced that in the near couple of days, there will be yet another incursion on Russian territory so that they don't uh, feel too relaxed. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 